Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy weather Gonna kick all trouble Out the door Beat out all trouble and drum well, 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 here we are on Radical Australian. I'm excited. Dale, I've got an idea on how we can make money. Oh, goodness. Good afternoon, Joe. And how's that? Well, remember last week when we were on air and it was piss, piss down raining? Oh, how nice was that? Guess what's happening? What's happening? It's about to piss down raining. <gasps> so I reckon we could hire ourselves as cloud seeders. <laughs> what do you reckon? <laughs> to to drought ridden pockets of the country. <laughs> I reckon. We, we, could, <laughs> we could, except for the fact that I refuse to set foot in regional Australia ever again. <laughs> oh, I love regional. I'm about to move to regional Australia. I'm only joking. I'm only yeah, joking. Yeah, I know, I know. But the thing is, we could do it for free. They provide lodging and food. I'd totally Home do it for food. free. I'd totally yeah, do it for free. As yeah. long as I knew that it wasn't in one of those catchment areas that, um, is owned by someone who's got oh, water oh, rights. Well, then we, you well, know. yeah, then we've got a problem. Yeah, I don't exactly. know that. Now, Dale, Your Highness, Your Right Royal Highness, I did make a rude comment about you today, but I oh. won't say that to the listeners that I thought you were looking more and more like a dowager every day, but no. I, won't, I won't mention that to the <laughs> That's listeners. That's right. I've, I've been called... Dowagers are powerful, powerful <laughs> women to be feared. Now, Susie Larkins isn't a powerful woman to be feared. She's a, I don't know how old she is. Hello, Susie. Hello. Hello, Joe. How are you this afternoon? Good. I hear you're, you've been stalking me for a while, Susie. Oh, a little bit just on the Facebook. On the Facebook. <laughs> I've been uh, watching your antics and uh, right. behaviours, and uh, I approve. So you I'm approve? Here. Oh, my God. Or well, somewhat. Right. <laughs> Well, look, I shouldn't make fun of this, but years ago I did have a number of stalkers. It was quite interesting. I remember one of the one of the one of the uh, I won't mention the name of the uh, worker here at 3CR said said to me one day. She said, "That's woman's very fortunate." And I said, "What?" She said, "Because you're an ethical man, you haven't taken advantage of her." And I thought, "She's stalking me." Hold on. Yeah, hold on. What's going on here? <laughs> so this is the tone of the interview uh, Sorry, chat We don't interview What's that on your finger? What's that big fat thing on your finger? Oh, this one here A beautiful uh, artist friend Miss Kate Olive Gave yeah. it to me one day yeah. Because Did I have Did she make it? No, she purchased it for me Oh, uh-huh. she got it in an op shop actually Right um, But I have large hands for women I have hands like houses for women Which I Very practical for the keyboard Yeah um, But I 
I put on normal jewellery and I seemed to sort of lose shrink it, it and lose it on my yeah, hand. Yeah, so she found me this yeah. massive, beautiful rose yeah, to pop on my hand. And that was about eight years ago. Yeah, looks, and I've rarely taken it off. Yeah. Do you ever get it caught in things? Because it's um, very painful you get it caught in occasionally things. The, the, yeah. the, uh, wildling hair, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but aside yeah, from the that. Wild Irish hair. Yes. <laughs> The wild red Irish hair. Yeah, yeah okay. that, but that's it. But it's my only one piece of hand jewellery I wear, but it's a statement in itself. And yeah. then you've got a little leather, little wristband. What's little that? Little wristband, yeah. Oh, I got this one years and years ago because I'm not into bracelets or little catchy things because uh-huh. I am a bit clumsy. Uh-huh. But this nice big leather one oh, doesn't get right. caught on things. Right. And, right. and uh, yeah, it's quite yeah. simple and yeah. plain. So, yeah. You, you I know, know what like we've been that. doing, Susie? We've been painting a word picture of you for our listeners. Oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> now, what? <laughs> can I ask another question? Mm. Why do you have sunglasses on your hair? Is the glare a problem in, in the studio? <laughs> hey, I've got sunglasses on my hair. Yeah, hold on, I'm yeah, not the but, only but, one but, here. But, but, you, but yeah. you're a dowager, I can't. Actually, <laughs> I cannot confront you, all right? <laughs> I know there's a price to pay. Jeez, where, where else do you put them when you're not wearing them? Exactly Except right. Except for the top of well, your head. And when, you, when you've got a head full of fuzz, it actually uh, is very practical. I'm not into Alice's yeah, well, hair band. I just look at the size of your hair. Keeps handbag. it back. And, yeah. and how tight your jeans are. There's no way you'd put them in your pocket. No. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get serious, Susie. All right. right we've got Bring two it. questions. What year were you born? You can fudge it if you want it. No, no. Honest, no. straight up. Uh, 1974. You're I was just born. a child. In the tail end of 74. You're a child. No. Sagittarian baby I was. Early December. Early yeah. December. Yeah, 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 you know you're talking to a very nasty Scorpio. Oh goodness! I'm a tail, <laughs> tail end of the Scorpion, the Sting. Oh, this is going to be a fun hour. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was told I was 700 times more evil than a normal Scorpio. I don't know how they worked that out. Oh goodness! He's Who got knows? some sting in his tail, Dale. No, a no. sting in his tail. I like that, Dale. <laughs> it's got some connotations. We won't go down that path. Susie. Moving right along. <laughs> Thank you, Mama. Thanks. Mama Dale. <laughs> That's what Dale's here for, to keep us To keep in you check. in check, Don't Joe. keep us in right. check. Because you never know what could... You remember you're a friend. Just remember that. You're just a friend. Just a friend. Just, nothing more. Nothing more. You know? It's funny. <laughs> you have this experience. You're walking in the street and somebody recognises it. Not that you put your face on Facebook. I can understand why, because you'd be kidnapped. But that's still <laughs> Bless. <laughs> But and people come up and say, "Hello," and you say, "Hello," and you're going through your brain. Who's that? Who the fuck's that? Who's that? Who's that? Where do I see them? Yes. And you can't. And you can't work it out. And they say, "I'm your friend." Have <laughs> <laughs> you been stalking me on Facebook? <laughs> and I was like, "Really? On Facebook?" I said, "Oh yeah, I remember you. There's thousands of them." <laughs> So you're one of them? I'm one of those, yes. Now, Susie, what's your first memory about being on planet Earth? Um, Now, I did... I have contemplated this before, and it's, mm. it's going to take us way back. Well, um, hopefully. <laughs> way back. Unless you've had major head injury. Head injury. So let's go back. It's, uh, it's actually, I, I, I've sort of done the math. So 1979 right, is the earliest so, memory. I so was four, four years yep, old. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. I hadn't quite turned five. Yeah. And I grew up in a little bush town called Cockatoo out in Victoria. Not Cockatoo. Yes, Cockatoo out oh. there in the absolute rural bush area. Oh, I used to have area. patients in Cockatoo, but they're all dead. Oh, goodness. Except one. 
and, and we lived in this uh, grand old stilted house, uh, yes, and the, the yes. neighbours down the hill were a couple of gents and, gents. and a couple of gents and my uh, bro- older brother and sister. I have two older siblings, yeah. and we were always told, you know, you don't go down the hill to see Ivan and Ian. You, you don't go down there. And their yeah. house was magical. magical. It was a yard full of wrecked cars yeah, and an yeah. old log cabin. And, of course, we were left unsupervised a lot, as you were back in, in the day, days, yeah, left know, with your siblings, yes, and off you go. Right. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as the uh, the old duck wasn't about, we'd be up over the fence and straight down Ivan and Ian's place. Uh-huh. And uh, my, my actual first recollection from there and... Uh, and don't think that I'm a gun nut. No, no. I'm not into guns, but I actually, my very first recollection is sitting on their couch in this log cabin. <laughs> age four. Age four yep. with an air rifle, a 22. <laughs> and he had a target painted on the interior wall of the log cabin. <laughs> as you would in Cockatoo. As you would. Um, and sitting on his lap, he's a lovely fellow. I, just yeah, have, yes, yes. I actually have great recollections of these, these jeeps. And um, fire, him teaching me how to fire the 22, the so, air rifle, at the wall inside the shack. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the target, um, and actually hitting the bullseye, and Whoa. being quite impressed uh, with self. Um, uh, it was uh, absolutely amazing. Dale, um, Dale, have you checked Susie's handbag? Yeah, hey, I'm a bit worried. <laughs> hey, mate, we have not even scratched the surface. Yet. <laughs> We haven't checked. We it, haven't have scratched the surface. No. You just right. keep going. All right, we keep going. All right, keep going. All right. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so your folks still alive? Um. So yes, yeah. They're so we quite, can't say you know, much about. Can't, them, I better behave myself. We better, no, no, yeah, no. We yeah. won't say anything bad about. Them. I assume they're wonderful parents, like yeah, we all have. Yeah. Yeah, mm, ho hum. Bit of a mixed bag. Mixed yes, bag. Yes. Well, that's life. Isn't but um, it? what am I? I'm so I'm the youngest of three yeah. that my mother had, um, raised well, by a sing- single mother. Yeah. And my father, who I've not, um, as with many, you know, absent yeah. father. Yeah. Um, I'm one of about thirty children to my father. Uh, and well, he's, well, is he a sperm donor or something? I think he believes he is. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's a British expat that's been in New Guinea for thirty. Right. Years. He must have been a bit of a smooth talker. Yeah. Okay. He's, 30 kids. He's, I, I think he, he must be, be a charmer because he's yeah. not much of a looker. He's not much of a looker. Maybe he's got something else going, <laughs> going for him. <laughs> so, so he wasn't that interested. Well, did he actually remember your name, the 30 kids? Yeah, um, I think I haven't seen him for a few years. Yeah. He's actually gone back into the wild highlands of well, New no, Guinea. With 30 kids with, looking. I think there's a few looking for him at yeah. the minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he his background was sort of uh, he started the first flying doctor service in Papua New Guinea. Right. Um, the first uh, oh, everything to do with tippers and trucks and diggers yeah, and so it's a bit uh, of a lad. Bit of a, a lad. lad. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a sort of that man's man, heavy yeah. machinery sort yeah. of fellow. Yeah. But uh, many yeah. daughters, I think of many the, daughters. Thirty odd children. I think a good twenty of us uh, are daughters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is not going to be much divide amongst yourselves when he goes, is there? No, well, that's what I was sort of had to think about that, and I thought we might all have to chip in a fifty for the uh, for the funeral, for the funeral, that's and that's right. probably where it's going to go. That's about it. <laughs> He's got it, mummy. What a talker. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, how did your mum cope with three of you? Um, quite well. I, I just remember like times were so different then. Mm. So she was out working a lot and had really, she wasn't, um, an educated woman, wasn't an academic woman, mm. but mm. just did what she could. Um, so I remember her working at uh, cleaning jobs, roadhouse type yep. jobs, that yep. sort of thing. Yep. So we were left to our own devices a lot. There was no babysitters or childcare. You weren't or... a latchkey kid, were you? Oh, latchkey. I'm not sure what you mean by latchkey. <laughs> That's just what they used to call, um, Kiddies. if your parents, 
um, were outworked when you finished school. You got a key oh, to get, let yourself yes, in. Yes, yeah. You got well, yourself a key. We certainly were that. Yeah, and yeah. we were responsible for feeding each other. That's right. Um, so the That's older right. siblings would cook up a feed, and That's I was right. always fed, yep, and yep, yep, that yep, sort of thing. Yep, and yep. so she was quite. Even when I was younger, I, I spent a lot more time with my siblings. I remember. Yeah, and she had to work. Yeah. Bougainville or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. They're flying aeroplanes. Off you know. in Daru or Port Moresby or, or whatever, wherever yeah, it was. Um, not sending any money back. Huh? No, absolutely not. No, not oh. in those days. Not the living the lad. <laughs> There's no such thing. It just They're didn't sending happen. money back for your mum to do all that breakfasting work and you had to kind of look after yourself. So yeah. No, kids. We're all latchkey kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a common thing and I think yeah. the general rule was there was mm. a, a couple of street lights in Cockatoo. Really? Um, there the was. 70s. Yeah, just a couple. Oh, and it was once those came on you backside better be home or oh, there'd be... Well, you had to be home at dark. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so where'd you go to primary school? Cockatoo primary um, school? We all, well, we moved a lot as Did well. You know, um, I think my mother always struggled with, with finances. Rest, yes. So, you know, we moved a lot. So I actually went to eight or nine different primary schools really? um, in that sort of, what is it, seven <laughs> seven years at primary how, school. How, how difficult was that? Incredibly difficult. Mm. Um, and I've always been an avid reader. Uh, loved reading, loved words, um, mm. uh, that sort of thing. So back at the time, I found you—you're a bit of a pariah, really. You're an outsider. You're not one of the 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 in group, the the regular group. Sort of, you haven't mm. grown up with the other students. That's right. Yeah. So I used to find solace in the library. So no matter mm. which school I went to, there was a constant with the library. library. So yeah, that was good. my port of call. Any any particular book you like to read and reread as a primary school student? Um, I did. Even sort of eight or nine, I'd read all of the Hobbit, the Lord of the Rings, uh, the you know uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. That well, I've got the air for it. Yeah, oh, thanks. As a, <laughs> as a Hobbit, my partner says it's my feet that puts me in the race for Hobbits. Phil, but <laughs> what size feet have you got? <laughs> They're only tiny little size oh, five five things, but yeah. you know, fuzzy feet, Hobbit, fuzzy Hobbity. Look, Susie, you don't look like a Hobbit. It's just your hair. You got that wild, wild orange, hair. you know, yeah. Irish hair. It's not Gaelic hair. It's not gypsy hair. Uh, it's yeah. not gypsy hair. It's Gaelic hair. What do you reckon, Susie? Yeah, yeah. And he's Put her in her place. Put her in Gaelic her place. Gaelic hair. Yeah. She's going to smack me later. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> so why uh, did you go to seven high schools? Yeah, so um, it was about yeah about eight or nine primary schools. Got mm. everywhere from Menzies Creek, Emerald, Avonsley, Cockatoo, Tacoma, Upway, uh, the, Dingo. Dingo. One was in area. Dingo for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then high schools, I think I didn't quite finish year 10 mm. at high school, mm. but I had been to, I think it was Pakenham, Emerald, Mombolk, and then right. I ended up in Druin. Druin. At a secondary school in Druin towards mm. the end there. No wonder you left at year 10 if you were at yes. a secondary school in Druin. Well, that was, that was my foray into travel, actually, was from Druin. <laughs> What do you mean from yes. Druid? Well, the, the, the show came to town. Excuse me? <laughs> the show came to town. The like show or the Ferris circus? Wheels and... The show? Or, yeah, the sh- Ferris Wheels and Sideshow Alley and Cha-Chas and... The they carny. didn't sweep you off your feet, the oh, that folk, I did couldn't they? Oh, I could have my bag fast enough. So at 15, virgining 16, yeah. I packed my bag and uh, left full-time for six years. And Excuse on the road, me, full time on the road in a caravan, sharing a toilet. Yep, 
me and uh, I think at one stage there was about nine fellas lived in a 16-foot van, uh-huh. um, travelling on the road, different town every week, uh, except the capital shows, of course. Did you, did you actually do anything at the carnival? You just did the side attraction. I did. Well, um, <laughs> it was a bit of a mixed bag. A, a lesson learnt was, you know, never learn how to make fairy floss because then you have to do it all, all the, the time. time. You so, to make fairy floss? No, no. no it was smart to that. Okay. But um, everything from part of my job initially, because I was only 16, uh-huh. was um, tutoring. So I was a correspondent long distance tutor for a lot of the show family's children Um, and with that on show days when things were open I was sideshow alley so I was a spruker um, which very nervous and shy when I started out. Nervous and shy spruker. Yeah but they train you up like they absolutely train you up so I spent. You're able to get the coins across. Coins across yeah yeah, get it in the the bag. um, Mine was oh it was a pluck a duck game. Pluck a duck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the bushel baskets, get yeah, the ball in the yeah. basket, the wacky wires. The wacky so wires. I'm a bit of a bit of a ringing, bit of a gun if the show comes to town. So three, uh, six years full time. So you were 26 when you left, or 25? Um, no, no. So I went from well, 15, 16, oh, right up till I was 22. 22. Yes. Can I ask you an interesting question? Because I usually mm. ask boring questions. Yeah. What did you do for your 21st birthday in the county? Well, um, things there because we often it was difficult to leave the showgrounds because our work hours were ridiculous, 16, 18-hour days, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So for my 21st birthday, uh, thinking back, because they're all a bit similar, but it was was more... It's your 21st! Yeah, it was more like with our crew, we work with a a lot of Maori um, crew members, so they'd always have a Uh boil-up. So we'd have a a barbecue slash um, boil-up, that sort of thing, quite a bit of drinking and and the likes, and, and that was usually about it. You were lucky to get off the showgrounds to uh, do a laundry run, yeah. um, to get mm. to the local laundromat, do a, you know your so, bag wash and yeah. get back. So, so there wasn't much of a uh, wasn't much of a fun, was it? No. Oh, actually, now I think back that particular night. Now yeah. I think back because that was yeah, my. Yeah, remember we've got yeah. kitties listening. Just yes, be yes, careful. no, oh. no. And we did end up going out that night. We were in Melbourne. Yes, I yes. actually do recall yeah. that particular one now. Yeah. And uh, the crew took me out to uh, Dracula's Theatre Restaurant. Lovely. I've been to Dracula. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the crew took it's me really, out there. It's really, really crass. It's really great. Yeah. You know, it's so crass. It's really good. And we dressed up. I do any excuse for a dress up. Yeah, so yeah. dressed up. And uh, afterwards, we went to a karaoke bar, which uh, I do love. love. Yeah, good, good. And we sung the night away in dra- fancy dress, mm. um, that sort of thing, which usually our crew, our group, we always went out in a large group together. Mm. So there'd be sort of 20 of us that were kindred spirits. Mm. Um, so we'd all get out and then make sure, you know, never leave a... Mm. person behind so at the end of the night we'd round each other and make well, sure we all got back to the showgrounds. I, I, can, I can assure you there's no karaoke like a Cambodian karaoke. karaoke. That I haven't tried. You'd love to try that yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, can, you can have a bit of a drink a if you drink. want to. We'll fill, we'll fill in the time you know you're only a youngster. So oh, what what yeah. did you do? Were you kicked out of the car or did you run away no, again? No well I actually ended up pregnant to the Gravitron operator. As the what operator? Let's be honest. What operator? Uh, the Gravitron, the, the gravy train, the, the spinny spaceship. Um, yeah. I went out with the fella that, that sort of drove that uh-huh. ride uh-huh. and uh, suddenly found myself 22 years old, yes. pregnant, yes. no driver's license, yes. no money, no savings, no qualification and uh-huh. no education. Left uh-huh. school at 15. And, what, and no man? And he wasn't terribly interested in the whole 
sort deal. of thing deal at the time. He's, yeah. he's different now. He's come yeah. about. But yeah, um, yeah. so I had a decision to make. So yeah. I actually worked like I wasn't pregnant. Yeah. I think I, at the time there I thought maybe this will just go, go away. away. It, well, it, hadn't does, really, it does go away. I hadn't know, really that, thought it through. Yeah, it does go away um, after a while. Pregnancy. So I, I stayed on the show games. I remember one of the last big shows I worked was the Sydney Royal Easter show. Oh, I was about, about eight months one. pregnant. Yeah. And sort of on the showgrounds, it's pregnant or not, it's it's uh, work's work. Yeah, yeah. So I was up 20, 30 foot ladders bridging yeah. up stock and yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. It was yeah. a, Once I got too pregnant, they yeah. did let me do the ticker box. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I suddenly left the showgrounds, age 22, uh, eight and a half months pregnant, and thought, goodness, what do I do with myself? Um, so I came back to Melbourne, having grown up sort of in uh-huh. Victoria. Uh-huh. Um, you didn't go back to mummy, did you? No. Well, no, I, no. I, I went and stayed with my sister a bit for right. a, out in the bush there and then yeah. thought better of it. Um, love my sister. <laughs> <laughs> but out in the bush there, just after years of um, a travelling sort of a community and really busy yeah, and lots yeah. of things happening, to suddenly uh, there was just not enough going on for me back right, out in the right. bush. Waking up wasn't enough. Yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> so I ended up settling in Ascot Vale. Ascot Vale? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Rent- you did well. How did, you, how did you rent a place in Ascot Vale? Well, there's a, a Sicilian hairdresser there and uh, the lovely folk, and yeah. they um, had a little one-bedroom flat behind the hairdressing salon on Union Road. Well, how did you find it? So, um, word of mouth, just mouth, different yeah. people yeah. Uh, down in Ascot, because the showgrounds, of course, is at the end right. of Union Road, oh, so is, there's yeah. a lot of yeah. lot of sort of folks that all know each other so, there. Yeah. Um, so, through chits and chats, they found me this little one-bedroom flat behind the, the hairdressers, and I yeah. rented that for a year and a half, $100 yeah. a week for a one-bedroom flat. Yeah. Um, so I stayed in there with my son sort of while he was growing, and then mm. thought, gee, what am I going to do with myself now? Yeah. Like, yeah. what yeah. does one do? Well, Help your son grow up. Up, yeah. That's what, was, that's what one does. It does, yeah. And that, that priority. And then yeah. it was that I'm not moving, I'm not travelling. This was so on the showgrounds they refer to it as going local. Like going so local. I, you went I, local. I went local. For one and a half years. Yeah, and in that one spot. And I've, I've stayed local ever since. So I've, right, you know. Right, right. Um, but then I thought, gee, what am I going to do? I'd like to read. I'd like to write. I've yeah. got left school at 15. What, yeah. does, what do oh, I do with yeah. myself? Yeah. So I started enrolling in a bunch of courses. Um, everything that I could get my hands on from um, oh, bar, you know, the standard sort of bar, cocktail, gaming, coffee making, you know, yeah, whatever Centrelink right. pushed me into at the time. Right, barista. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. And, yeah. and none of it really. They said she's 15. What can she do? Yeah. She can wait and she can wash. I was 22. 22 by the No, I mean, when she left school at 15, yeah. she can wait, she can wash, she can clean. That's, that's it. Let's yeah. push her in that direction. That's and, right, uh, yeah. And then a, a friend of mine... Uh, a local tattooist there, he um, had, uh, had become quite unwell with diabetes right. and he was in oh, around 60 what, at was the time. It, was he on insulin, was he? I yes, think, yeah, yeah, and uh, issues with his health, yes, yeah. and um, he had some very big issues with his eyesight. And <laughs> Sorry. I know. <laughs> I know. You can't see. You can't see. Um, so sorry, quite, sorry. I, quite know, I, know, I know it's terrible. I know, and it's, but he's got, he's got to make it back. Back like exactly job. right. So quite stressed by this, he decided in a career change, thankfully, and um, wanted to go and do a security course. But he was illiterate. 
Um, so he asked me, did I want to go and do the same security course with him, an area so, I had no interest in, yeah. um, just to help him with the bookwork. Uh-huh. Um, so I agreed as a Centrelink-sponsored course sort of yes, thing. I went yeah. along to Sunshine and uh, did this security security course with, with this fellow and, yeah. and got him through the course and happened to yeah, become a fully yeah. qualified security officer mm-hmm. myself while I was there. You didn't take over his tattoo business. No, you? no. No, no, <laughs> right. And then during the uh, process of, of doing this course, the instructor from the course, uh, there wasn't really any women in the course, and uh, I was fresh know, off the showgrounds yeah, as yeah, a spruker, yeah. and spruker, yeah. more front than Myers. Yeah. And uh, the instructor... Excuse me, can I congratulate you? We have a lot of uppity people on this program, and we have a lot of real people, and nobody's ever used that wonderful expression, more front than Myers. <laughs> Ah, bless you, my child. You are a Melbourne girl. Through and through. You are local. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, goodness. So what did this this bloke make you an offer you couldn't resist? Um, So, yeah, he actually came along and said, look, you know, you're obviously quite quite confident within yourself. Um, We need female security um, (laughs) staff at this particular venue, which, you know, in hindsight, I have no respect for the venue (laughs) at all. It's a massive, big gambling complex, uh, Melbourne City, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, On the Yarra. On the Yarra, that's the place. They they wanted some female, some female muscle. Muscle, yeah, Yeah, yeah. and at the time, you know, suddenly I'm at this stage... You're getting wages, getting money. About 23. And you're getting money. And it was better money than I'd ever been offered before yeah. and to me it was an unknown mm. so I'd become qualified through this course in so uh, were, you, were you security or just a door business? so no security, security. so um, oh. so everything from CPR EAR defibrillation equipment um, you knew it all did you use the defibrillation fire warden training did you use the defibrillation yes or not had to only on my practice dummies not on a, an not actual a real person, person but no. certainly can remember the skills to Sammy use one Sammy used the giraffe at this place on the, on the banks of the Yarra that Six. cost two billion dollars to build oh. Six years. Six years. Yes, and it took me that you long to realise as a woman there, yeah. there was certainly a glass ceiling. Yes. <laughs> and with that, I took what I wanted from the place, which is I learned some amazing first aid, uh-huh. um, and I got to interact with some real different calibre of individuals from, oh, right. you know, their, yeah. as they refer to their VIPs and their... Yeah, the whales. You know, all yeah. those big the whales, fish. The whales, the big fish, you know, the whales. Celebrities yeah, and yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. And, and did, you, did you realise after six years they still piss and shit like everybody absolutely. else? Absolutely. Yeah, and yep. chunder, and yep. chunder. And, and, and well, well, some absolutely endeared themselves to me along the oh, way. Some. A couple you know. of ladies I met that oh. I was absolutely blown away by just how beautiful people they were. Mm. There was quite a lot of... Um, uh, of these folk that I met that uh, totally put me off them once I dealt with them on a personable level on the yeah. day-to-day, and I was yeah. actually yeah. really disappointed in... How did you, you go with the Sugar Daddy Brigade? Um, <laughs> oh, well, it was, it was funny at, uh, in that complex because you one of very few women. Uh-huh. Um, so you, you're absolutely outnumbered, and it, it's a bit of a meat market. It is. It is. Um, and I'd been quite sheltered on the showgrounds <laughs> to a degree because I, I worked on a crew of boys. Uh-huh. So if I went out to a bar and some poor local fellow tried to, you know, shimmy on up and buy me a drink, there'd yeah. be twenty. 30 sets of glaring eyes yeah. and don't even step near it. So I never had to rebuff these well, approaches. approaches or, right. And then suddenly here I am on my Pat Malone, 
Yeah. At the bar. At, you know, uh, you know, away from the showgrounds and yeah. I'm, I'm in the this sugar daddies sort of work environment yeah. and, and I actually had to learn to be very vocal and yeah. forceful and confident yeah. in saying no, not interested and yeah. rebutting, yeah. Appro- you know, sort yeah. of rebuffing approaches and, and that sort of thing, which for me suddenly, I was 24 at this stage yeah. and yeah. I was only learning how to navigate, navigate. That, those sorts world. of, you know, situations. So I remember thinking, goodness, you know, it was a real learning curve. I had been sheltered to a degree. Well, yeah, you've been protected. Look, it's uh, 4.28. It's Radical Australia on Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. Now, we are chatting with Susie Larkins. She does have one piece of paper, although she was told not to bring any notes. No, I told her to bring um, stuff that was important, that was difficult to remember. Dale, you're only the producer. How can you <laughs> tell people what to do? Um, Susie, <laughs> I'm, I know we're, we're, we're at the moment... Um, being a security guard with a young child, mm. uh, when did you find time to get your pilot's license? Ah, oh, well, yes. Well, when I stopped. Excuse me. Excuse okay. me. Forgot <laughs> about that. Excuse <laughs> me. Don't, don't forget about that. Excuse me. Excuse me. A, a pilot's license. Yes. Well, Has Dale been in aircraft with you, and you've been? Flying? Oh, not yet. But give it time. And I'll bundle her up and make her. How old were you when you started the train? So I'm not endorsed at the moment, but you know, oh, look, yeah, look we'll get to that, Dale. Yeah, that Give doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> what year did you? How old were you when you started? So as soon as I left the showgrounds, and I had all these lack of yeah, a little kitty so to look was, after. You know, you had no kitty. job. You had so, link on your back. Yeah, so you I were going to security school. I'm not. Yeah. I don't want to think about how you paid for the flying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ended up managing to get two jobs. And my sister helped me out quite a bit, yeah. and um, and this was more done in a rebellious fashion, really, oh. is that um, my father, my uncle, uh, many of the men on my father's side are all pilots, yep, yep, um, yep. captains, yep. fly 747s, these yep. sorts of things. Yep. And women, there's a very old misogynist view, women don't fly planes, they serve drinks. Um, women don't What's wrong with that? do this sort of thing. <laughs> and uh, when I stopped travelling, the, the rebellious nature of my own went, well... Whether it's a career move or not, I think it's important that I fly a plane, get the licence and fund it independently yeah, just yeah. to uh, say, hey, well, it's not just a boy well, that can well, fly an aeroplane. Well, I did one lesson. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. I couldn't afford <laughs> one it. Lesson. Uh, now, uh, come on. How did you yeah. afford this? So I was I'm working. Settling payment. Yeah, yeah, so I, I ended up getting two jobs. Two jobs. Two jobs. Two and um, job. my uh, uh, one was I ended up working down at uh, Emerald Lake at the Puff and Billy uh, oh, Cafe yeah, yeah, yep, there yep, at yep, the lake. Yeah. Um, um, so that was that was one. And you were commuting to Ascot Vale and back. No, no, it was actually I had actually forgotten because it was just <laughs> just before when I went and stayed with my sister just for a wee bit yeah, right, in the bush yeah. before I moved into That's to Ascot right. Vale. Um, so yeah, two jobs down there in the bush, and uh, yeah, it was Coldstream Airport, little country airstrip. Yep, yep, yeah, so great place to learn place to learn because yeah. it's a gravel strip, yeah. and there is a barbed wire fence and a, an electricity pole at the end of the strip, so there's no room for error. No, um, no tarmac. No. And if you can land a plane there, you can land a plane anywhere. <laughs> so, uh, so, do you have a license? So back then I clocked up about 30 something, 40 hours. So it was basic um, right. touch and go circuits, rectangular circuits. So it wasn't endorsed to, to navigate no. or sort of mm-hmm. that. So it was a basic great big rectangles at 5,000 feet. feet right. um, and then of course... What's it like to be in charge of a little plane? Oh, awesome. Like, what does it feel like? Um, give us a feeling. A dre- it's, you feel like a bird. 
Um, mm. you, you can feel every buffet of wind. Mm. Um, you bounce about the weather conditions. You have to be very aware of not only your maintenance checks before you go up. Mm. Um, it is the, the temperatures, the wind, the condensation, the, all of these things come into play into how you manage your aircraft mm. um, and get it back down safely. So these things were really... So suddenly you're very much more aware of what's going on around you, what the weather mm. patterns are, when the changes are. Um, mm. So I found that made me and far more aware. And the fact that your son could lose his mum. Yes, yeah, yeah, very... And I used to actually take him out to the airstrip. They're a lovely group out there yes. um, of uh, older pilots and their wives. And we, mm. being a country, a lot of barbecues and things. So I would mm. take him out in the pram. And the folks down at the control tower there, which is just a little mini shed out in a paddock, um, but they had a fenced off space and they'd throw a barbecue. So while I was actually up in the air, they would um, watch watch the little fella for me mm-hmm. um, and he could hear me doing the radio calls through ah, to the shed so sort of while I was so flying. Yeah. But um, but they volunteered to do that for me so I didn't have to leave so him anywhere. So you did 30, 40 hours and then you stopped. Yeah, and then I stopped because I ended up back in Ascot Vale and thought, Right, I've achieved a basic goal there, and yeah. it was so expensive back then. Yeah, it was, it was oh, um, back, so we're talking ninety eight. Yeah. It was one hundred and seventy eight dollars an hour, and so I did two yeah. hours a week, yeah. and it drained all my funds. And I thought, That's you right. know what? Yeah. When, well, that's why I asked the question. Yeah, I thought in the future, you know, mm. if I'm in a financial situation, I would love to go back and do it. But um, yeah. at that time, I was like, I've achieved what I want. I can put my mind to it and do it, and I did it, and it was like, right, moving on, I've learnt, you know, if there's a zombie apocalypse, I can fly us... I can fly us out of town. So. Yes. Excuse me, would you take an old man with you? <laughs> I'll fit you in. You'll fit me we in. We can balance in the, the weight. The <laughs> weight. <laughs> well, at least I'm balanced. At least I'm useful <laughs> for something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah right. so I'm a bit worried. We can broadcast. We, we, can broadcast. we can broadcast from up there. We can broadcast to the zombies <laughs> below. All right. So uh, you leave security. Yes. And what happens? Yeah. And uh, at that time, my big focus on leaving security there was I felt that I'd learned enough. I wasn't going to get any further That's with right. it. And, uh, and I did find that predicting the behaviour of individuals during the course of a night was something I found quite interesting and I was mm. quite good at. I was, had a natural talent for de-escalating violent situations, uh-huh. mm. um, often went in first if there was a big blue amongst bulky men. Um, and I would find that rather than being confronted by another man, a woman coming in and being a bit charming, tended to get them leaving peacefully. Um, So that sort of played on me. And then I I thought, what am I actually doing? You used the hormones, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to say I worked it. You worked it. (laughs) <laughs> and, and as a young and before I had left home, I used to show horses. Yeah, uh, worked, right. I grew up yeah, out in the bush yeah. on yeah. training stables, horses. I showed yeah, quarter horses. Not much difference between old men yeah. and horses. I'd so say back then, um, mm. I had a bit of a natural talent. I, I won a lot of Australian state and national titles on the, the mm. horses and the ribbons some properties. And yes, yeah, they're in a box. The, the Why don't you bring the, the ribbons? I yeah. love ribbons. Ribbons. Oh no, I'll, I'll make myself an outfit if, we, if, you, if you have me in again. I'll make an outfit. Oh, well, and I'll tell you what. I tell you what, if you come in festooned in your ribbons, not only will we make love you again, we'll take a photograph and we'll put you on the 3CR Facebook page. Oh, now And that. I'll put you on my Facebook page. Oh, no, it's on his actual page, yeah, Dale. You can, well, well, I actually won't do it because I don't know how to do it, but people who do it for me will do it, all right? Oh, 
gold. Yeah. But I had a, a bit of a knack back then for, uh, I worked at training stables in Berwick and found that I could teach horses to bow and curtsy and dance and I did trail riding, opening gates, all these sorts of things. So the behavioural techniques and yeah. that found interesting and I sort of put that to the back of mind, travelling around and then the casino, once again, these behavioural ideas with yeah. people, drunk yeah. people in yeah. A, yeah. and people that with quite complex problems, you know, in a gambling environment you're dealing mm. with mm. managing every day. Mm. And then I thought, what interests me? Psychology. Um, mm. I've got an interest in behavioural psychology. Didn't go back to school. So I did. Um, so oh. it, it, uh, it was 30, I was 30 years of age by yep. this stage. Yep. And I thought, you know what? I've always been a, a bookworm, a lover of words, mm. and I feel like there's gaps in my education. So 2004, um, you're so, in college. Yep, so I've gone on back and I decided to do, I suppose, the equivalent to academic kindergarten, which is a Bachelor of Arts. Bachelor of Arts. First. Yes, um, yes. So completed that. I mean, and there's, there's no more kiddies between. Yeah, well, uh, uh, between, sort of, between then and 2004. No, so only I have two sons. So no, no, but between then and 2004, there was no more kitties. Uh, no, so right. 2007 I had my second son, which is the tail end of my BA. Um, tail end of your, so sounds I, like the tail end of the carnival. Carnival, right? <laughs> so yeah. I would in the baby capsule into the it lecture hall. It wasn't one of your lectures. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't a lecture. <laughs> I just want to clear that up. <laughs> clear that up. Yeah. Um, but yes, I used to take the baby into the lecture hall with me at the university during my VA, and you know, so everyone was very so what supportive. You, what, what degree did you do? Um, so I did a Bachelor of Arts, majored in uh, communications uh, and psychology right. first. Um, mm-hmm. Simply psychology, I wanted to do. Had no idea what I was doing. Uh, very nervous, uh, alien territory, and I chose communications because I thought, gee, I can chat. Mm. I had no idea what really? communications can you actually can you, Susan? met. <laughs> I can't believe it. Can you believe, Dale, that she can actually chat? Isn't it fantastic to have a guest who can actually chat? Well, it is. Well, you don't, have have to, you don't actually have to pull out the it's words, like, like you know, and kick them and, yeah. you know, and put words in their mouth. No, I had to refrain good. on the coffee taking so you could keep up with me today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, darling, uh, darling, look, uh, I can keep up a few. <laughs> I'm a wordsmith, all right? Oh, that's... I'm a show pony. Dale's a client, so... Dale, you're one of my people. You're a show pony, <laughs> darling, all right? You're a show pony. Yeah. We're, we're all fluff and, right and fairy fluff and floss, and we've got no substance, all right? Yes. Yeah, that's why yeah, we talk. That's talk. why we talk, all right? So did you get your degree in psychology? So finished that, yeah, finished the VA, and then the next step along. And that was initially just so that, not even to work in the field initially, it was to fill gaps in my own education. Oh, and absolutely loved it. And then other students, uh, it turns out I'd been, uh, other students had been seeking me out for support with um, yeah. writing and editing. And that um, my first essay, I left school at 15, my first essay for my BA, I thought, oh, if I get a 51 and a pass, I'll be a happy camper. Mm. And I got an 86. And all I'd done is read a book on how to write an essay because I'd never written one before. And you know why you got 86? You know why? You had life experience. Yes. And we forget that, how important And I read the instructions. Well, you read the instructions on how to write it, but the content and the way it was structured, you had all that experience behind you, which your fellow students didn't have. Uh, yes, because I was one of the few mature age students. Yes, that's and so that went on. So my fellow students actually said, oh, we're all applying for honours in psychology. Oh. Why don't you come along? And I went, oh, no. I was actually really 
really lacking in confidence because I didn't have that year 11, 12 yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And I often, the first few years at uni, was looking over my shoulder going, you know, someone's going to figure out I'm here soon and boot me out. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, dodgy, yeah. you know, they're not going to have me here. And um, so girl just... Girl from Cockatoo. Girl from Cockatoo, they're not going to yeah. let me in. And uh, yeah, so I just, on the off chance, applied for honours and got in first round uh, oh, for honours year. Obviously. So um, compl- I don't know how I managed to pull that off. That was really hard. It was one year full time with a 10,000 word thesis uh, mm. with the kids yep. um, and managed it. And managed it. So got what, through. what year did you get the honours? Um, so honours was, oh goodness 2008, me. Uh, no, no, it was like sort of 2011 11, or was it, you know, right. part time I've been plodding along. Still plodding along. Right. And okay. then finished the honours and then my fellow students and we were chatting about, you know, postgrad. 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 And it was uh, like, are these oh, professional what? students you were with? Yeah, well, we were oh, all a little bit left field, uh, our group. And what do you mean left, left field? field? What does well, that mean? We didn't want to run into the, you know, interested in psychology, but, you know, the, the, the normal realms of it, you know, you've got your clinical psychologists and this sort of thing, you know. Yeah. And um, there well, turns out... you want to be a torturer or something? Yes, yeah. So it turns out there's this new field of psychology. Yes. So the humanist. What's, what's this yeah. new field? So it's, it's activism based and rooted. Uh, it's community psychology. So Part, yeah, that's not new. Yeah, so part of... New. Well, it is in there for that university. Which it was university? A, so, it? VU, it was. Well, oh, it uh, is. Victoria University. Victoria University, yeah. 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 So, it was a newly promoted course. Ah. And, yeah, so I was sort of asked to jump on board, and it was mm. the, the best university interview I've ever had. Tell us I was, about it. I was called up, went in a head, uh, met the head of the course, um, had a coffee outside yep. in the veranda and yep. shook my head and said, welcome to the course. That was it. After a 10-minute chat. Yep. Um, yep. There was no, you know, round table, six people firing questions at you yeah, as yeah, with yeah. previous things. Yeah. Uh, it was very personal. Yep. Um, so that, that particular postgrad course is uh, 24 units, which I've finished all now, and the placement and the like. So I'm on the tail end of the, the excuse thesis me. Excuse now. Me. Excuse and that's me. it. I'm a bit confused. Yep. It's 2020. Yeah, so it's taken me a long time. I'm plotting yeah, on yeah. Okay, now, now, now look, I, I hate to pry. The kiddies are becoming teenagers and they get very expensive. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. can I really ask what you do for a living? So, now, so for the last five years, in amongst mm. all of these studying things, so I study part time mm. and I work at a medical centre in Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I did do some placement there under some, some psychologists there. Mm. And then, once that work sort of um, was finished up placement wise, I then went on and was taken on board as an accounts manager. Um, Excuse me. I know. Never done accounts before. No, not great why, at math. Why did you go from psychology to accounts manager? Did yeah. it pay more or something? Um, no, no, no. So, well, I needed I something understand. to... What, 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 you fail as psychologist? No, no, I haven't finished yet. Oh, and you haven't be, finished? I'm okay. provisionally registered, but I can't right. practice till my thesis is in. Um, so, yeah, I needed something to pay the bills. And I thought, you know, it's clever to network, get yeah. to know folks, other practitioners, mm. folks in private practice. And mm. at uni, they teach you you know, psychology things, mm. but they don't teach you how to run a business, um, right. how to run your accounts, how to promote your business, mm. how to do your debt management, your debt tax. Well, it's easy. You just send along some big blokes from the casino. <laughs> That's how you collect your debts. So I thought very it, simple. I you go it, back to your security. Security. Yeah. So I thought, yeah. clever move uh, yeah. to be smart to educate myself in not only what to do as a practitioner, but how to run a business, yeah. um, which is a background I didn't have either. So mm. that's what I've done for the last five years. Is how, I'm al- how old are the kids now? Um, so my eldest son's 22 now, yeah. and the little fella's 12. He's starting high school in a yeah. week and a half, his first year at high yeah, school. Cool so we've, I know, we've been gearing up with uniforms and shoes. 
shoes and oh, shoes are still the same as 1983. I was. <laughs> <laughs> but do they have little things? I remember as a kid, not me, I think my kids, I remember we bought, used to buy them shoes that had animal tracks embedded in the sole. Oh, nothing that cool. They yeah. don't have that anymore. I haven't seen any, yeah. Oh, no, you're kidding. It's a bit groovy, but, oh. you know. I can't believe it. Mm. I mean, that was really cool, you know. You'd have kangaroo paw or... Paw and, you know, yeah. womb- wombat drags. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. None of that. No, I know. These were the barter shoes. They were actually made in Australia. Oh, oh that's right. We don't have a shoe manufacturer anymore. anymore. No, no these are the beautiful little bar. We shouldn't use brand names, no. but I think they're gone. Yeah. Or um, they're produced overseas, but they were little shoes with little... Animals, it's the only kid way you get the kids to school. School, <laughs> making them walking. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Not that anybody walks the to eight school. Eight miles though. through the snow, it's they have to walk. Yeah. 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 It was 8k walk to school in primary yeah. school in Cockatoo, yeah. 8k yeah. through the bush up a hill. Made a woman of you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you ever go back to flying? I know, that's a passion I still have. And mm. once this course is done and I'm on a much better wicket, mm. um, that is definitely going to be a hobby of mine because um, right. I do miss it. And dearly. how's your thesis going? <laughs> so good. I'm actually three quarters of the way through my thesis. It's been a millstone around my neck for quite some time. And um, once mm. it's done, I don't think if I ever hear the word for cult again, I may just for curl cult. up in fetal position and uh, have a big cry. <laughs> Um, but for now, that's that's who I'm, who's uh, the theorist that I'm uh, wrestling with at the moment, and it's a learning well, experience. What your experience yeah. over the years? What what what, what have you learned about human nature? Human nature. Um, I've certainly learned in my travels that I was quite naive when I set out as a young girl and mm. treated people how I like to be treated, and I certainly learned in my travels that to be wary. There's predators out there, there's bad people out there. Um, And I was very lucky in that I was surrounded by folks that did keep a lookout and, you know, educate me in that regard. Um, But I've certainly learnt in that just be careful how you put yourself out there, who you surround yourself with and, you know, who who the good people are. Mm. Um, And to this day I'm actually super lucky in that I'm surrounded by some amazing friends that only lift me up Mm. and they'll call you out if you're being at all and you know and and they're honest hang on hang on yeah another australian australiana i'm so pleased <laughs> being a tool being a tool i like it i love it <laughs> yeah 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 i am i am i'm really concerned <laughs> i mean uh during the holidays well i was down at the etamuga pub oh the etamuga pub etamuga yeah. pub yeah, etamuga etamuga and i'm thinking nobody knows what this is about anymore it was so down to it was so Terrible. It was, you know, people who weren't coming. They had no idea. Mm. You know, they, all these Australianisms have disappeared. Oh, I love a good colloquialism. Yeah, they've yeah. all disappeared. Yeah. yeah, absolutely love. It. I'm, I'm, I'm often found yeah. to be yeah. bantering so what's, what's, them out. What's, what's a tool? Um, so a tool is, uh, well, it's a useless implement, really. That. Uh, <laughs> Unless applied in some From sort of... the Latin mentula. <laughs> yeah, mentula. Mentula. <laughs> Men. <laughs> a useless man. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. my, my type of bloke, you know. So, Susie, uh, mm. I'm just going to jump in here and say I recently played a yes. benefit gig that you organised. Yes. Yeah, very important, Could this one. Could we maybe perhaps touch on a little bit of that one Event, uh, two, cause, and three, 
the experience of, you know, being a grassroots activist and starting it yourself. Excellent. So um, I suppose in harking back to what Joe and I were chatting about before, um, six years on the showgrounds, you mm. meet some of the absolute salt-of-the-earth family, beautiful people, mm. and there's also an incredible amount of predatory, nasty individuals there right. um, as well. And uh, through my travels there, I, I surrounded myself with some, some good folk, good families, um, and one of the many good people I met along the way was um, a lovely girl, uh, Alicia Little, mm. her name is. Um, and we spent an amazing time travelling around the country together, um, beautiful inside and out, confident, street smart young woman. And unfortunately, she was taken out um, by a partner in a domestic violence situation mm. in 2017. Right. Um, and... Last year, sort of come to the fore, is last year the uh, victim impact statements and then the sentencing came about for the perpetrator. Um, and the outcome was very disappointing. Um, he received a very light sentence and this uh, concept of domestic violence was not allowed to enter discussion in the court. He was charged with a motor vehicle uh, charge rather than, you know, the facts of the case, so mm. to speak. Um, and I'll say his name on request of uh, Alicia's mum. So Charles right. Evans is, is the perpetrator charged and convicted charged and, and convicted. Im- imprisoned. What was he, what was he convicted of? Um, so um, uh, it was uh, dangerous driving causing death right. and failure to render assistance. Right. So, so, so that, that, that's what he was charged with. That's what, that's he, was what he was charged with. with and jailed with. And jailed for, yes. Right. So he's still currently uh, in prison at this time. Right. And, and how yeah. long have you known this young woman? Um, so Alicia I met back in 93. Mm. Right. Um, so she was killed in uh, 2017, right. uh, 28th of December 17, a uh, mm. rural area, Quinton, she lived in. Yeah. Um, so basically it's come to the fore now. Our family have really been her voice in doing advocacy work. Well, they have to be. They have to Absolutely. Be. And her mum is just tireless. Like she's, mm. um, what's, what's her mum's name? Um, Lily. Yeah, Lili. so Lily, um, right. yeah, she'll be listening today and, and all the love to Lily and the mm. family. Um, and they gave me permission, which I was very humbled by, mm. um, and with the work that they're doing, is to bring attention to the legislation that surrounds um, domestic violence um, offences, charges and histories of the perpetrators um, and the fact that the, our laws are arcane in that regard. How are they, how are they, what are they, what are the changes they're looking for? So what they're looking for, what we found with the sentencing, and this was a big learning curve for me because Mm. I was absolutely shocked, I didn't think that this would be within our laws, Mm. is that uh, if the perpetrator has offended across a state line in a different state in our country, Mm. um, and depending if it's more than two years ago especially, um, and they've committed a new offence, and this particular one with Alicia Little uh, uh, ended up in her death, Mm. um, the sentencing judge does not have to take into account the perpetrator's prior history of domestic violence convictions. Um, if they're more than two years old and they've been in a different state. State, but, it, but if they're in this state... Yeah, even then, it's, um, there's a, a, a time limited, and I'm not 100% you know, sure on the time limits, but mm. these... It's unusual to have time limits, because when I've appeared in court yeah. and, and got off, the charge sheet usually has all your convictions, convictions on it. Convictions on it, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and even your charges, not even just your convictions, but sometimes even the charges that are brought up charges by the prosecutors themselves. of... 
Yeah. So yeah, so I was yeah. quite shocked at this yeah, outcome here, shocking. and yeah, yeah. and this particular fellow, he, um, the perpetrator mm. in this case, mm. he, so he had previous convictions in New South Wales, uh, mm. many of them, um, and they were not taken into consideration. Right. Whatsoever so what is the family looking for? So what they've set up at the moment is legislation change. Mm. Um, so there is two petitions online that have been trending. They've done a lot of work on the ground to get this out there in the mm. sort of public sphere. Um, so we've got one. It's a change.org petition. Yeah, tell us slowly, slowly, yeah. because mm-hmm. people kind of, you know, you, you've, you've, had, you've, you've, you know, you've kind of, you know, give us a nice breezy interview, and now you're hitting us with a sledgehammer, a sledgehammer? about life, life, what it's really like, as exactly. you said, there's a lot of predators. Mm-hmm. So, what are the websites? Okay, so on change.org, um, and if you sort of do a quick Google search of justice for Alicia Little. How do you spell Alicia? And it's A-L-I-C-I-A mm-hmm. and then Little on the end. And so change.org, justice for Alicia Little. There is a petition training there for the moment, which is justice for Alicia, and it's a recognition in her name of uh, increased accountability for perpetrators of these crimes within our legislation and laws. Um, there's over 45,000 signatures on this petition at the moment, but we're pushing for 100. Um, this is going to Jill Hennessy, the Attorney General. Um, we're pushing through there, and a lot of communications are back and forth at the moment, so we're pushing really hard. So, so the government of the day is listening? Yes, we, we are getting ears, but it's been uh, butting heads against walls and a hard elephant up the stairs to, to get some attention. Lives. Yes, yeah, lives. It's cost lives to get mm. this attention. On but, this but, topic. but, but, you are you are pushing and shoving. Shoving, yep. yeah. Pushing and shoving. Ears okay. are starting. We're starting to bend them mm. to to our way. Mm. Um, and a second petition also changed. Org. Um, and this one is called Domestic Violence: One Law Nationwide Across Australia which has about 6,000 signatures now, and we, we really need folks to get on there and uh, yeah, support. Hang on, let's, let's go back, let's go yep. back slowly, slowly, mm-hmm. slowly. I know you're a carny girl. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and, they uh, hate that word, you know, it's a showy. I know, right? I, know, I know, it's like calling an Inuit an Eskimo. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, so domestic violence, one law nationwide across Australia. No dots or anything? Um, no, that's all you need to type into your search bar there. And what, domestic violence, one law? Yeah, uh, domestic, all separate words, but yeah. Uh, separate words, then? Yes. Yeah, and it's at change.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and what this is looking at, in kind with, uh, similar with the first one, is this is looking at, so there's national registers, for example, for sex offenders. Mm-hmm. And there's a national register, say, I haven't personally looked this one up, but I've been told um, for arsonists, there's mm-hmm. a collective there, there sort is, of... There is, yeah. Yes, um, so this would be of similar and in, in kind. So if there's a, a, a perpetrator where it's family violence um, or, you know, violence, domestic violence, that um, if convictions have been received, there's a national register. Mm. So irrespective of what state they're in, mm. um, that they're, they're salient, their prior convictions for mm. this you know, abhorrent behaviour mm. um, are something that can be accessed by those within the system mm-hmm. and, you know, whether or not confidentiality and the way the government works. For example, I know with the Sex Offenders Register, we can't go and look it up. Yeah. And it's a community-based one, MAKO, if you mm. want to look up. You know, it's a, a community-driven grassroots sex offender register called MAKO, M-A-K-O, mm. um, that I use in my research. Um, but for this particular one, which is the looking at the legislation towards family violence offenders, there's, there's, 
There's one little register that's a Canberra-based one. It's a government-based one. Right. But nothing that's in a, an, a nationwide. Nothing right. that, and, that, and how long are you going to pursue this campaign? Oh, you, I'm not going to give up. You personally? Yeah, I'm not going to give up on this one. We're going to push and push and push mm. um, because we want to see results. And, and a message I shared with Alicia's mum recently even, it's, it's patience, it's mm. persistence, yep. and it's time. That's right. And it's being hard-headed and mm. not taking no for an right, answer. That's, that's correct. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Those type of paths before. So how did you meet this Dale woman? What, what? Oh, my goodness. Miss, Miss Dale, or a.k.a. Miss Stink, she's one of my most favourite people in the universe. I, and I'd say that with all my heart. Um, out at, I do love and enjoy going at our alternative local uh, music scene. Uh-huh. Um, and through going out to these events, I, I, met, I met Dale and, and brought her back to my house for a bit of a party and a bit of a hangout on time and Whoa. absolutely fell in love with her the minute I, I met her. And ever since then, we've sort of, I'm um, in her pocket all the time and seeing what she's up to and following mm. her work and mm. absolutely enjoy her company. We so. were lucky enough um, uh, when I was playing with Liquor Snatch, we were lucky enough to be around for Susie's 40th and uh, she came on stage and sang a song with us and it was a great night. They Thanks let me have a sing. I did 90s grunge. I grunged it up. We made okay. practice a brand new song just for you. They did. They learned, and they let me come to their Praco, which did was a bit that. of a privilege. I thought that was, you know, privilege. secret, yeah. secret yeah. Liquor Snatch yeah. business, yeah. but they... <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch Look, of slappers. Look, it's uh, 4.56. It's Radical Australia. Give us those websites again. Uh, tell us. Um, and then for the last minute, we'd like you to sing. No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that to you, listeners. You see, it, was, it was punk, and so there's punk. No, there was no real it's singing punk. involved. Yeah, right. no, okay, it's, it's all right. being loud and, and with feeling. All right, just, just, just summarise what you're trying to do. And then give us the website and mention the, the woman's name and her mum's name. Okay? Absolutely. So we're looking for legislation change towards increased perpetrator accountability in relation to family violence within Australia and a register which collectively holds this information. Um, so what we have at the moment online at change.org is justice for Alicia Little. Spell Alicia. And Alicia is spelt A-L-I-C-I-A. So justice for Alicia Little, change.org. Um, we really need signatures there. We're pushing for 100,000. We've got about 45,000 now. So every signature, every drop in that bucket helps us. Um, and there is information about um, the the event, what happened in the background, the context on that link. Um, and also a secondchange.org petition that is we have up, uh, the family has up, is domestic violence, one law nationwide across Australia. Um, and this is also in kind. We're looking at legislation change so that these perpetrators are accountable no matter when they committed their offence or what state they were in in this country. Thank you, uh, Susie Larkins, for coming on to the uh, Radical Australia. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, please remain a friend. I need every friend I can get. And thank you very much, Dale, for organising for Susie to come here. Uh, it's great to see that you've got such a great friend as Susie, and I wish I had a good friend. Oh, and thank you both for having me today. And much love to, to Lily Little and the Little Quay family in allowing me to advocate on behalf of Alicia Little. I ran into the hills 
see no way to keep my body still. When you heard the call, you left me on my own. I could see. No reason to find my way back home. And the woodsman lives by the river in the valley. And he waits for me like a spider between. As I wandered, I saw him on his knees. The bodies strung up in the trees, he stepped forward.